What have I told you that as we go through life, we are never really alone, that there's a force that surrounds us, that permeates us, and this force that we sometimes call the universe or spirit or God has a potential to help us move away from worries, to help heal ourselves, to help us feel a little bit less lonely. But in modern human society, we sometimes ignore this idea of the force. There is nothing you need to do but open your heart and let the love in. And once you do that, you can go do whatever you want. Agapi Stasionopoulos. She's the best-selling author and a speaker who inspires audiences around the world. She is walking joy, walking love. She absolutely changed my day. She is amazing. She really touched me. And teaches meditations and facilitates workshops for Thrive Global, a company founded by her sister, Ariana Huffington. I decided I'm going to be the giver. My faith got stronger because I would feel this presence around me all the time. I had it in my car and I said, oh my God, oh my God, it's me. And that loneliness was so painful. Shut up and let me love you. Being in her presence is, is really wondrous because she constantly reminds us that we are plugged in, tapped in, and that we can tune in and tap into these beautiful abilities that Yoda so wisely espouses. Agape, welcome. Thank you so much, my dear Vision. My heart is bubbling with joy. First of all, because I, I love you. And I, as you know, I always say to you and to everyone in our festival and everywhere, how you are a man of such service of humanity. I try. You know, you do very well. And um, I love that we are bringing this message to the Mind Valley members. And let me just start by doing a little evocation together. Is that all right? Absolutely. Because I think part of what I want to share with our listeners and with our members and with the world is that shifting from the humanness that we all deal with, as you mentioned before, the anxiety, the worry, the ambitions, the disappointments, the human condition to the divine condition takes a willingness to ask. And that's what I call prayer, basically. Prayer is really opening the field, opening the conversation. And we'll talk more about why don't people do something that is so simple. So right now, we can have our eyes open. Let's just say, I ask, take a deep breath, focus in your heart. We ask for the spirit within us to guide us, surround us, embrace us, and protect us. And we ask to awaken more deeply the awakening of our brain part that is spiritual, that is connected, that is connected to the God source because it is breathing us. And take a moment and bring it to your presence, bring it to your breath, and come fully present in your heart. And that moment, just by asking, can shift us from thinking that we are just by ourselves, realizing that we are embraced, we are surrounded, and we are enveloped, and then we go about our day. 
So thank you. That was beautiful. What makes you do this work? I really think it's um, my God-given gift. I think before I incarnated, my soul said, I'm a very old, 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 old soul, you know? I, I believe in reincarnation. I feel I've been around many lifetimes. I, I know it. But whether you believe in reincarnation or not, we all have a soul. And I feel my soul came in and said, this lifetime, I want to wake up to myself, to who I am, and share it with others. It is a journey that I have taken from day one because of my amazing mother that I write about, who taught me a lot of these teachings. I was 12 years old vision when my mother taught me yoga. She was reading autobiography of a yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda in Greek. I was meditating uh, when I was 12 by Maharishi, uh, Maharishi Yogi. Yogi. I, I, was, I welcomed him at the Greek airport, I remember, as a little girl. So, you know, the seeds were planted. And then I went through my journey. As you know, I started acting. The acting career wasn't happening at all. And in a moment of synchronicity, which, again, I write about in a New York City bus, I ended up performing a monologue by Joan of Arc. You know, I am a very... Dy- I went to the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts. I'm a very gifted actress. and I, I loved acting. But I say, when the world doesn't give you what you think you want, you got to go back inside. And spirit, our spirit, wants us to awaken. So when we have challenges, when things don't go our way, believe it or not, it is a blessing. Because as you say about your life, that's when we do the excavation. That's when we go, my God, I've got to find it. And then when you go inside and you go, I've got it. And for me, there was a specific moment. I mean, there were many moments where my heart opened up. And from being closed like this, my heart opened and I felt... Invincible. I felt there's nothing I cannot do. What was this moment? You, you mentioned on a New York City bus, you did a monologue by Joan of Arc. And the bus acknowledges me and get, you know, everybody applauds me. The woman next to me cries. It just it was a moment of how it happened. And I just got into my Greek chutzpah. And I said would, to this woman, would you like me to do my monologue for you? Because I was telling her how <laughs> I hadn't gotten an audition that I wanted. And this woman said, I would love it. And before I, I knew it myself, it just poured out of me. And, you know, John of Arc is being burned at the stake, basically, and is fearless. I mean, she stands up with God. And she says, burn me at the stake. God is with me. And as you burn me, I will go into people's hearts forever and ever and live forever. So it's, it's an incredible Bernard Shaw monologue. But at that moment... I don't really know what possessed me, but it was like when you're so frustrated that you're not getting what you want, some part of you explodes. And in that moment, I got my inner spark. And my inner spark led me to my life's work. First, I started to write books on Greek goddesses and gods, and I did a one-woman show. I put it all together. I cast myself as seven goddesses. I was asked to write a book. I did a PBS special in the temples of Greece. But what was happening, once I 
said, I've got it. I don't have to wait for the world to give me permission to be agape. I don't have to wait for the world to hire me. It was so liberating because everywhere I went, I, I took me with me and I said, I've got it and my responsibility now is to share it. So when I write the books, when I speak, when I do the workshops, or everything in my life, I decided I'm going to be the giver. I'm going to be the one who gives of my heart, of my, of my loving, of my, of my wisdom. And once you become the giver, like you are the giver, you are empowered. It's a wonderful way to walk in life. But as Yoda said, I had a specific moment um, where I knew and I claimed that God is my partner. And vision, if I believed in death, which I don't, because I think we keep on living, and I had a tombstone, I would like this to be in my tombstone. And it would say, she found out that she was never alone, and God was her partner. She found out she was never alone, and God was her partner. Because I've suffered from loneliness. I have suffered what I call um, loneliness being with people, being in a relationship and feeling lonely. Because it's very vulnerable being uh, open. Opening your heart, and especially when you know, you're alone at your home, uh, doing your thing, and there's no one around to interact. And I had a period of my life where I left my family and went to New York to live alone. And it was excruciating. It was suddenly there was no one there. I had to discover Agape's energy. I had to love myself. I had to keep calling in the spirit. I had to, I remember on a Saturday night being in my living room in New York and telling my best friend, I was so lonely. And she said to me, why? You are with my favorite person in the world, you. Why don't you make you your favorite person? And I started to love Agape. I started to love, you know, my little girl. You and I have talked about how important it is to love your inner child. How did you do that? How did you develop this love for Agape? you got to sort of dismantle your images. And, and you've got to dismantle who you think you should be. Because the ego traps you. You know, what creates the loneliness vision is, is the ego and the personality. But what I do in my meditations and in my workshops is I tell people, or if when I speak, I ask people, I said, for this period of time, can you just forget who you are? There is an incredible quote which we should absolutely all have on our desks by Joseph Campbell, you know, the hero's journey, right? And he says, we must all have a room or a spot in our home where we go and we don't remember who we are. We don't remember our name. We don't remember what we do. We don't remember what, how much money we have. We don't know what's in the news. A moment, a space of where he calls it of pure creative bliss, where it's you and your essence. That's very scary because, listen, no matter how much we talk about this, no matter how much we read about it, God, the universe, the source, the force, 
the I am is unknown to us, right? When did you first feel this force, spirit, so real, like so viscerally real, that it was indisputable that it was around you and part of you? You know, I have the chills as you're asking me this question because it's so, it's so practical, it's almost going to make me cry. Um, I decided to put this one-woman show together. Remember after my, my epiphany that the world wasn't going to give me the parts that I wanted. You know, and everybody acknowledged that I was brilliant and talented as an actress. But imagine being brilliant and talented and not getting any parts, right? And I decided to do this work. And I went and I put a little brochure together. I hired a friend of mine, a graphic artist, and I put um, my picture on the brochure and I said, I'm going to do this one-woman show at a little gallery in Santa Barbara. And I drove my car, Kinko's. Remember Kinko's FedEx? Yes, I remember Kinko's. And I brought the thing, and I took the brochure, and it looked gorgeous. You know, it was me um, and the, the calligraphy, and it said, Agapis Stasinopoulos presents conversations with the goddesses. And I took it, and I wept. I had it in my car, and I said, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's me. It's like it's the moment that I dare give myself permission to express my talent and be the driver in the seat. So that was a moment of such gratitude and, and openness. And this was this girl who had so much pain about not getting what she wanted, and she just suddenly saw it in front of her. And so that was one of my first moments. And then through my work, like when I started to write the book conversations, with which I, I had no idea. For me, writing a book was like somebody said, can you please climb Mount Kilimanjaro blindfolded? I had no idea. And that's why I love inspiring people to write books, because what I learned is you don't write a book. You impart knowledge. And I never forget it, Vision. I had this book to write. I was completely stuck, numb. And uh, again, spirit was guiding me through everything. A woman came, a scientist, a Russian friend of mine, and said, can I stay with you at your apartment because I'm doing a workshop? She came to stay, and she woke me up in the morning at 6 a.m. And as you know, as I mentioned to you, I'm not a morning person. And she said, Agapi, get up. Spirit has a message for you. I said, well, couldn't spirit wait until I had my cappuccino? And she said, get up, go into the couch. I'm going to tell you the message. And I had a bulletin board in my living room and a, and a felt pen where I would write affirmations. And she, she says, take this pen and write down. I have everything I need to write this book, but I lack one thing, confidence. Because I think... I am going to write this book on my own, and I haven't asked for help for my guides, the goddesses, the spirit, God. I still have that paper. That was another epiphany of where confidence, you know, vision, people don't have the confidence to let the spirit talk to them. Mm -hmm. Yesterday at AFEST, I did a workshop, and I said, all you have to do is tell your partner something you are challenged with. Anything, relationships, finances, where should you live, your children, health, and pour it out in a safe space and then come to presence. Take a moment, come to presence and own your spirit. 
and let your spirit guide you through this challenge. Let your spirit tell you whatever it is, what you need to do, what you need to not do. Let your spirit enter you. Because it's there. It's not like you're going, you know, up to the heaven. You're not going anywhere. You're going right in here. Well, that moment with my friend saying, ask for help, I, I opened up, I call it the tsunami of creativity. I would go vision, I would go to a bookstore and I would look at books and I would open to this Joseph Campbell quote, for example, or I would open to quotes and, and passages that were right on for me. I would go to Starbucks and write in napkins. And, you know, and the I, inspiration would, would just come. Flow But let flow. me tell you something else. I had to work with a guy because I'm not a computer person. Okay, so I'm not somebody who's going to sit there and write in computers. I dictate my books to a human being because that connection enlivens me. You know, I'm a speaker, as right. you know, and I love more than anything in the world to get up in front of people and speak. And people say to me, how, how are you so free? How are you so present? I talk to the audience. I talk to the people. I sense them. I feel them. You're in a way, you're channeling. You're tapped, you're tapped in. That's my God-given gift. You don't have to be good at everything. Be good at what your God-given gift is. I'm not good at computers. I don't like technology. I do it because I have to. But God sends me these amazing people. And when I tell my stories, when I wrote Unbinding the Heart, and I was telling the stories to this girl that I hired, she would cry. And that gave me, oh, my God, she loves my stories. Let me say more. Or she would ask, I would, she will help me midwife it. Mm -hmm. So I had to find Agape's way of being. I love that idea of being plugged in, of asking spirit for help, but also for inspiration. So many of the, the best writers I know are, in a way, channelers. Neil Donald Walsh, who wrote Conversations with God. And you, by the way, I told books. the audience yesterday, please write your own conversations with God. He's not the only one who has the monopoly. Because people said, well, he wrote the book. I said, yes, and you write your own book. Converse with your God. And there are many others, right? Like Michael Beckwith, Dr. Shafali, Sabari. When they get on Michael stage, Singer. they just flow. And it's, it's so beautiful to see, but it also flows in their, their words. They're able to produce so much extraordinary work. I believe John Lennon had that same ability in the songs that he wrote. So much of music and art and creativity sometimes just flows to us in these, so beautiful. these beautiful glimpses. Please. Don't think of God as a being. It's not a being. It is a divine intelligence. It is a consciousness. It is a state of being that is available to you right now, right now. So dare to ask it. And the um, metaphor that I gave at the quest uh, when we did the quest and it came to me from spirit is think of yourself living in your mansion and you're living in the basement. And the mansion has many floors and it has the rooftop. And there is an elevator. So get out of the basement and get to the elevator. Or be in the basement. Maybe the, the elevator comes to the basement. So don't get out of the basement. Go right in there. Get into, right now in your imagination, get into that elevator and press the buttons. And go all the way up to the rooftop. Just go there. You can do that. And then look around and you are elevated. When you are elevated, then you are more connected to that spirit. So think of raising your vibration, raising your consciousness right in here where you are, in your heart. I like that. And that's simple. And then once you go there, you mock it up in yourself. You mock it up. 
let then the spirit show you because part of the awakening is grace we can't force our awakening we can't say you know but we can pray about it in our humility in our egolessness in our letting go i mean some why sometimes i've gone down on my knees because it humbles agape to let the higher energy and always vision before i speak i always say this is for you lord it's you and me i offer this to you so let the words come through me to help others so you take it out of you we take we're also bloody narcissistic <laughs> you know we're so narcissistic we think it's us but then i saw both my parents take their last breath and i know this body, this consciousness, is what matters. So introduce us to this meditation that you're going to do on helping us tap into spirit to feel less alone. And by the way, this is a, a meditation that you can listen to anytime. If you download the Mind Valley app and search for loneliness agapi, you will find it in the meditation tab of the Mind Valley app. We're going to make this free for the world. You can listen to it anytime so that you can feel that feeling of, of connectedness. Feel that feeling where you know that you're not alone in this world. And that's the first step. So introduce us to what you're about to do. So right now, lean back, relax, relax your shoulders, relax your jaw, and come into the presence of your heart. And as always, we are going to evoke the light of the spirit that lives in all of us and sustains universes to come and surround us, protect us, fill us, and usher us forward into the greater presence of who we truly are. And as you start to become more conscious of your breath, the rising and the falling of your breath, deepening your breath, slowing down your breath, so you start to feel more connected to the force and to the power in you that is breathing you. So in actuality, you are receiving your breath because we do not take our breath. We are all being breathed. And start to access the part of you that feels alone on this earth. The part of you that names this aloneness as loneliness. And see that part of you as a part that also wants to express and has longings and feelings and wisdom at the same time. When do you feel alone? Is it when you are by yourself, in your home, when you are driving, when you are with groups of people? Is it before you go to sleep? Is it when everyone else is doing things and you are home and you don't have any plans? Is it in the morning when you wake up and get a sense of what does it feel to really experience this disconnection 
and this sense of loneliness? Does it feel like the desert? Does it feel like there is no one there listening to you? And bring that part of yourself into the light. And on the other hand, as you are moving around in your life, at your home by yourself, doing what you do on your own, start to feel this incredible energy that is all around you, that this space, inwardly and outwardly, is a magical experience of you being alive. And this aliveness is your gift of your life. So no matter what's going on or what's not going on, you have been invested with the power of the Spirit of connecting to your source, of connecting to the incredible infinite reality of who we are right here and right now. So you start to access it. And in your breath carries this wave of accessing that force that is pure love. So go back to your heart. Go back to your heart. Start to feel your heart like a rose that's opening its petals one by one. And with every breath and with every exhalation, this rose is opening. And anything that constricts, you breathe into it and you breathe love. And in your mind's eye, you start to feel this invisible spirit walking with you as you are doing your things that you do in your daily life. You conjure it up. You feel like there is a presence. And this presence, although invisible, just like the wind, just like the breeze, is there with you and you soften your heart and you start to experience a deep sense of trust that you are never, never alone because you are being breathed by this energy and you ask with all your heart, allow me to know that presence right now. Allow me to receive it. Allow me to open up my heart to really love myself as I am and bring into consciousness, into awareness, parts of you that have felt denied, that have felt hurt, that have felt betrayed, that have felt disappointed, that might have felt afraid to move on, parts of yourself that feel maybe you're not good enough. Bring it into the light. Make space to really embrace those parts and say to yourself, it's okay. It's okay. I am not just that. I am not my insecurities and I'm not my hurt. 
and I'm not my separation. So in your prayer right now and in your asking, you feel the openness of the consciousness. And that's all you need to do, my friends. Open up the consciousness, which is who you are, to embrace all parts of you. And right now, as you open your eyes, bring the palms of your hands together and very softly rub them and feel the tenderness in the palms of your hands. And cup your face and give yourself love. Give yourself grace. And gently, with your fingertips, massage the top of your forehead and run your fingers all the way down to your jawline. That's beautiful. And release your jaw with an exhalation like, ah. And do that a few times like caressing your face, bringing love to your face. Take your hands and place them in your heart and say to yourself, I give myself permission to know that I am never alone, that the invisible light of my soul, of God, is always breathing me, creating me, and my life force and I are bonding while I go about my day experiencing joy, sweetness, playfulness, and I let all parts of me, my child self, my adult self, my wise self, my soul self, my God self, come together in alignment. And I release any judgments right now and I forgive myself for any judgments I have placed against myself that I'm not enough. I am more than enough. I am a creation of divine nature and I am discovering myself every day with God as my partner. Be happy, be joyful, be loving to yourself every day a little more, be more loving and embracing and kind to you. After I went through a divorce, I mean, I was living in a, in a home with two kids and a wife. All of a sudden, I go through a divorce, and now I'm living by myself. My kids come on Saturdays. I see them on Saturdays, and I'm dear friends with their mother. Um, but for most woman. of my life, most of my life right now, for, and it's been years like that, I live by myself. Um, I've not met the right woman yet, so I'm, I'm single, living by myself. And that loneliness, during COVID especially, was so painful. Painful, so painful. But in those times of loneliness, what n made me feel less alone was this feeling that there was this force around me. I developed this habit of communicating with, with God. My faith got stronger because I would feel this presence around me all the time, hugging me, like surrounding me, inspiring me. I wrote two books during the middle of COVID because of being tapped into this force. This is exactly what I wrote in um, Speaking with Spirit. I wrote it during the pandemic. And I would 
you know, walk up and down my street crying my eyes out and saying, where are you, God? Where are you, Spirit? Because I thought I had lost my connection. And that's when I went deeper. That's when the Spirit came in and would say to me, but I'm here, my beloved. I'm still breathing you. And the trees are still growing up. And look up in the sky. The universe is still not colliding. There are no earthquakes. You are alive. I'm here. I'm loving you. I could feel the, the, like the winds of spirit. Right. And I got to know it. Anxiety is, is, is so pervasive in today's world, right? Yes. I mean, we have, we have an entire media industry that gets eyeballs by keeping us afraid. Absolutely. 100%. So, and then there's anxiety related to a rapidly changing world, related to job loss, related to relationships, related to our health. How do we tap into that space where we can feel protected, safe, and know that the universe has our back. Yes, and our heart. The universe has our heart. We've got to come back to our heart. And you've got to strengthen your heart. And again, as we do this meditation, people said to me, how do you access spirit? And I said, go right here, right in your heart and your breath. And then go into your emotional center, you know, which is the solar plexus, and where we feel this vibration of anxiety. It, it sends, the brain sends signals to the heart, to the emotional center, and we vibrate in a lower vibration. God is walking us. I cannot move this hand unless that spirit in me has given me the energy and the life force, the 36 billion cells that are making you and me and vision and everybody is your life force. If you do not like the word God or source or universe, call on your cells. They are giving you life, and we have no idea how this is happening. So there is your power. No one else has it but you. So let's do that. So you ready? Okay, so we're gonna call into spirit to overcome anxiety and any type of fear one may have. We are all plagued with fear, anxiety, and worry. It is just part of our human condition. It's what we do with it that really we can start rewiring. It is a process. It is something that we are all can be doing every day, become more conscious of why we are anxious, worried, and fearful, and start to reprogram that. So in this short guided meditation, I want to give you some tools to return to the calmness in you. See, the brain knows both anxiety and calmness. So we are going to start accessing the part of our brain that is calm, that is secure, that is connected to our spiritual force. So right now, lean back, relax, find a place inside of you that is calm, that you can go deeper into your force field of calmness, security, and trust. And start to attune yourself with your breath. And as the breath rises, fill your lungs with breath, feel your belly, your spine, all the way up to the neck, all the way to the brain. Feel the breath oxygenating you. And as you exhale, exhale with a little sound like, ah. And one more time, receive the breath. Slow down the breath. Let the breath rise. 
feel it all the way and then let the breath drop down to your feet with a little sound. Ah. It's important to get into the habit of exhaling with a sigh. Ah. Because we give a command to the nervous system when we exhale with a sign that says we are okay, we are safe, we are well, all is well. And come back into your heart and into your belly. Often anxiety and fear and worry sits in our bellies. That's where the emotional center is. And place your right hand in your heart, your left hand in your belly, and start to feel a coherence with your heart and your emotional center. And access the part of you that worries, the part of you that gets anxious about every little thing. And as you do, take this energy and give it an image Is it spiky? Is it like a river with many rocks in front of it? Is it closed doors? Does the energy feel prickly? Does the energy feel choppy? How does worry really look to you? Is it a gray picture? Is it lots of jumbled items? Is it a necklace that's all taken apart? Get an image, and if it is something that you feel connected to, bring this image into your left hand and hold it there. Hold that image of your fear, your anxiety, and your worry, and you're holding it on your left hand. And as you hold it, just let it be. And on your right hand, start to experience a picture of you feeling absolutely calm. What does calmness feel like to you? What is the image? Does it feel like velvet or silk? Does it feel like something that is so smooth? Does it feel like a calm lake? Imagine that picture in front of you and start to experience a state of consciousness that is absolutely calm and see yourself in front of this calm lake. See yourself in front of a field of amazing daffodils. See yourself in front of a field of fragrant lavender. See yourself there right now and you are walking through these fields or maybe it is a field of sunflowers and it's endless, and it's big, and you're walking, and as you're walking, you look up, and it's sunny, and it's bright, and there is a short, sweet breeze, and it's soft, and it caresses your face, and this soft breeze keeps ushering you forward, and suddenly you find yourself lying there on the grass, looking up to the clouds. And you breathe in this soft, sweet, calm energy. 
and you feel the grass under your body. You feel the grass in the palms of your hand. And you raise your arms up and you feel the sunbeams warming up your palms. And you take this calm energy and you imagine yourself walking in your life, doing what you do, working, cooking, eating, exercising, doing your emails, answering to the projects that you need to address, being with your children. You see yourself with your significant other, with your friends, your parents, your colleagues, at your workspace, at your home space. You see yourself walking step by step with this new field of energy that you are beginning to embody. You breathe it into capacity. You breathe it in all the way to your lungs, all the way down to the soles of your feet. And you feel this energy from the top of your head and make it any color you would like. It is a liquid light energy. Is it pink or yellow or orange or blue or lavender or a beautiful emerald green? And you bring this color inside your body, inside your cells, your veins, your bloodstream. Your organs are being energized right now. And wherever there has been toxicity, wherever there has been stuck energy, this energy knows what to do. You just lean back and enjoy it. And all you have to say is thank you. Thank you. I feel the light coming in. I see myself in a new state of being. I receive it. And take the palms of your hands and place it in your heart. Anchor it. Press it in your heart. Take the right hand and place it in your belly and your left hand in your heart and just say to yourself, I am calm. I am free of any thoughts that create anxiety. I offer them. I give over to the calm field of energy, to the joy in me. This is my birthright, and I own it. And any disappointments, any fields of energy, of fear, anxiety, are being transmuted right now through the Spirit. I can do this. I claim it. I own it. I allow it. I allow it. So take it all the way down to your feet. See this energy field being sealed, being sealed from the top of your head to your chakras, to your centers, your third eye, your throat chakra, your heart chakra, your solar plexus, your creative sexual center, your knees, the bottom of your feet. This energy encapsulates you. It is like being in a bubble that is encapsulated and closed, and you're in it. You are in it right now, and make this bubble as real as you can. You can make it like a silk cocoon, and you're in it. 
and very gently whenever you want no hurry at all open your eyes stay in this consciousness take the palms of your hands and gently rub them together feel this energy being anchored in your fingertips feel your fingertips take them and place them on your face and give yourself love and take your fingertips and gently massage your forehead all the way down to the jawline ah remember to exhale with a sound and do that a few times caressing your forehead caressing your face gently with your fingertips bringing love to your face knowing that all is well and do this many times during the day anchor this energy in your fingertips that have so many little nerve endings rub your fingertips all around your forehead your eyebrows all around your cheeks ah releasing the jaw ah holding nothing and whenever you want take your journal you must have a journal and a pen and write down your new state of consciousness affirm it write affirmations that bring you back my calm is my superpower i know how to access my calm and i do that with my heart and spirit as my guide and i am grateful write whatever it is you want to write let the inspiration come and please do this every day for 32 days it's important to break the cycle do it for every few times in your day gently reminding yourself that you are always connected thank you agapi for for those two beautiful beautiful guided sessions so for those of you who want to experience those again because we designed these sessions so that you can download them onto your phone and listen to them anytime here's how to get access to them what you want to do is download the mind valley app and then click on meditations in the mind valley app our app and mind valley membership is a paid subscription but we're going to make these two meditations free as a thank you for being a subscriber to this youtube channel so when you click on the meditation tab search for overcoming loneliness true spirit and that's where you'll find it you can also search for overcoming anxiety true spirit you can also type in the keywords loneliness agape or anxiety agape and the meditations will pop up you can listen to these anytime and one of the things that is cool about our app is that in addition to agape's voice you can choose different background sounds so you can experiment you can change the background sound uh, through our dj mixer and you can see which one resonates with you and then you can hard it save it and you can go back to that anytime so that's our gift to you please tell people about this episode and this podcast and don't forget to subscribe whether you're following this on instagram or spotify or youtube agape back to you can i tell a very quick story there is a monk in the story that goes around the monastery praying to god what can he do to serve god better 
He said, can I feed more homeless? Can I build more monasteries? Can I have more people who come and we do gardening, raise more kids and, and, and really help? What can I do? And he's obsessing. And one day he's walking in the garden and he hears his spirit, God-given voice say to him, shut up and let me love you. And to me, we all have to shut up and let spirit love us. And the reason we don't do that is because somewhere in our human condition, we have tightened ourselves thinking if we accomplished more, if we did more, we will prove our worthiness and our value. Well, I want to tell you something, my dear friends. There is nothing, nothing you need to do but open your heart and let the love in. And once you do that, you can go do whatever you want. You can feed the homeless. You can be a successful entrepreneur. You can have children. You can get married. You can get divorced. You can get married again. It doesn't matter. Keep one thing in front of you. You're loving. That's your God-given power. There are many keys, but there is only really the golden key. You are a loving human being. Once you discover that, you are invincible. You are living a life of fulfillment. That's what I wish for you. Thank you, Agapi. So go check out the book, Wake Up to the Joy of You and Speaking with Spirit. This is an incredible book by Agapi. And you can find these on Amazon. Agapi, what is your website? My website is wakeuptothejoyofyou.com. And I also have both my books on Audible, all the meditations and the prayers, and it's it's beautiful, soulful um, spirit that comes through me to bring those meditations to you. So you can download them on Audible and listen to them all the time. I listen to them myself. And my Instagram, of course, is Agape Seas. I like to think of myself as people's Greek soul sister. I like that. You know, so... I, I, I love the fact, by the way, that you have this this cute Greek accent. Oh. I love the Greek accent. I didn't <laughs> no. realize how adorable it was. Yes, it's my Greek accent. I, I could never lose it. <laughs> I tried. And, and for the just a personal thing, but how is it that you and Ariana have this accent that never went away, even after you moved to the U.S.? You know, because it's so... Uh, the, the Greek structure of the vowels and everything as a child, uh -huh. when, you know, you're brought up, and you learn it, it's very different from the way the English uh, sounds, you know, in the American. So as an actress, I try to, to do the English voice, and I have a lot of jokes about it, which I'll tell you when we are not on camera, that I couldn't get it, you know, I couldn't get the British accent. You know? So when we listen to your meditations, there's that Greek accent, which I love, and your book also, you're reading it in a Greek accent, That's which right. it just makes it sound more special, more exotic, well, it's, like the, Zeus the, is talking the, to you. Yes, yeah, Zeus and Aphrodite. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the Greek language, uh, the Greek culture to me is so wonderful because it's, it's warm, it's loving. I mean, you know, sometimes, Vishen, I'll go to Athens and... Uh, people will serve you coffee and they say, can I get you something else, Miss Agapi? A biscuit, something, eat something. It's, and you feel their heart in the coffee. You know, you feel like in Colombia, in, in, right now in Cartagena. You Which feel, is where we're recording this. Yeah, you feel people's loving, you people, it's the service. Right. I told everybody in the audience, I said, connect with the waiters. They're incredible, the servers. Well, Agape, 
and your cute Greek accent and the spirit that surrounds you. Thank you for joining us on this Mind Valley podcast. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity and this incredible platform you've created to bring my my love and my teachings and what I love to do to your members and to many people out in the world. So let the journey continue. Uh, as my sister says, onward, upward, and inward. I love that. Onward, upward, and inward. Beautiful, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And, and you know, what, what's special about your story is that you and Ariana Huffington have not just just are not just people who constantly are in communication with spirit, but you've done incredible things in the world, like truly legendary things, right? And that's what I think can be inspirational to a lot of the, the business audience out there. You can no longer dismiss this as fluff. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and it's like, you know, you have the education. I mean, we were very blessed because our mothers really wanted us to have a good education. But after that, she really just always said, trust that life is for you. And she didn't believe in mistakes. She didn't believe in failure. You know, she said, failure is part of your success. Right. When things don't work out, don't dwell in that. Just keep going, keep asking. I have a great phrase uh, in one of the chapters called Four Magic Words, Can You Help Me? Six magic words, what can I do for you? Right. So it's together, you know, people are afraid to ask for help because they think they're going to seem weak. Asking for help is powerful. It's how you ask. And then you give, you know. And it's amazing. I mean, yesterday in the workshop we did, we had uh, people go behind each other, put their hands in their shoulder and say something beautiful to that person from their heart because our hearts are transparent. So when you say to somebody, I see your beauty, I see your heart, I see your potential, they go, really? I said, yes, because we are transparent if we tune in. Thank you, Agape. Also, I want to announce Agape's new program, on tapping into spirit will be coming to Mind Valley shortly. We just wrapped up filming, and you'll be able to access Agape's new program directly with your Mind Valley membership. Agape, thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Mind Valley podcast.